this is the Alchemist Inkwell. It is your spiritual podcast for grounded people. And we've already been talking for a long time. We had to be like, wait a second, we need to start recording because we just, it's the energy of today is like taking a breath of fresh air after that whole full moon. I don't know how you Mm. felt about that, but I was just like, okay, now I'm like lower energy, just one chill. Yeah, the full moon happened in my 12th house with a lot of Piscean energy bringing up some uh, emotional trauma that is placed in Pisces in my chart. So it's been a very healing, cleansing, therapeutic time through resurfacing of emotions, acknowledging them and and making peace with them. So I feel like uh, I haven't sobbed, but I feel like in that, that comfort that comes after a really good cry that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. I don't, I love that feeling like Mm -hmm. the crying I know is, has stipulations to it. Like everybody's like, Oh no, crying means bad. No crying means you are healing. And so like, that's, I always recommend if you have the opportunity to cry, please let yourself because you're going to feel so much better afterwards. By the way, this is Emily. (laughs) Did we not do our names again? No. This is Emily. She's an incredible uh, psychic medium and psychic activator, really good with guides and one of the best friends that you could ever have. I'm Crystalline. She is an amazing astrologer and an incredible astrological magician. She validates everyone's experience and is one of the best friends you could ever have. Thank Um, you. And she's my business partner and I'm so lucky. And we have so many exciting things that we are ready and, and thrilled to be able to share with you, but time hasn't caught up to us yet, which is how I feel. So we are going to save those for later episodes, which gave us this really nice pause kind of episode to refocus and recenter and prepare because after this week, we are coming into eclipse season and this Mm -hmm. eclipse season is a little bit unique because it's the first, uh, full eclipse cycle, so to speak in a renewed Uh, since the nodes shifted back in January out of Gemini and Sag and into Taurus and Scorpio. So last November, around mid last November, the, this new cycle of eclipses was a preview, but now we're diving in and we're getting into what's going to be about a year and a half of new themes of new beginnings and endings in your life. Endings, not being bad, being transitional, right? Rebirths. Let's recategorize it as that. So this week, what we wanted to do, since we're coming into a time of surrender, observation, and allowing, we wanted to cover like tips on how to incorporate magic in your everyday life because surrender, observation, and allowing, those are major points in magic. It's aligning with what the divine is doing in your life. And in order to allow the divine to speak to you, you have to be able to surrender, allow, and observe. So hundred um, percent and yeah. um, doing this a little in advance of eclipse season is going to help you feel more in control when the eclipses happen. Yeah. When the eclipses come to us, you'll feel more like you're still doing stuff, even though on during eclipses, you're not supposed to do a whole lot of like releasing work or manifestation work or anything like that. You'll still have some magical energy around because you are observing because you've gotten yourself in the habit or at least gotten comfortable with doing it in a more daily basis, easy way. Mm-hmm. Um, the other half of this too is everyone always gets jammed up on having too much information when it comes to spirituality, like genuinely. And you guys have probably all felt that as well. I really need to stop saying you guys, but it's such a habit because I think I'm in California and everyone's a dude. And so in my brain, 
Yeah, my husband uses y'all all the neutral. time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should come up with what would you like us to call you, you all? What kind of group name would you like? Like, if we were to have a fandom name, what would it be? And we'll start using that. So comment your suggestions of what you would like to be referenced as, and we will pick the one that feels the most representative of our group. And we'll start Mm -hmm. using that to represent everybody in this. That sounds fun. I think that's a good idea because I don't want to keep saying you guys, but again, I think my brain connects it to dude, which is gender neutral, which it's not, but it like, Mm. it just, anyway, all the souls who are listening. (laughs) If all you souls, <laughs> um, sparkles, we could call them sparkles. Oh my God. You want to be sparkles? Um, That's what a baby unicorn's called for context, mm-hmm. but let yes. us know if you want us to call you sparkles. <laughs> we get sparkle stickers. Um, we do. Beside the point, um, you've probably noticed this as well in your own life at some point in time when you're getting into spirituality or when you're diving into a new concept or even in a day-to-day, there's so much information on what you should be doing during the day or um, all the things that you can do or all these different types of spirituality that feels like one, you may feel like you need to know everything about everything right off the bat, which is a limiting belief. You don't need to know everything about everything right off the bat, but two, it makes it kind of hard to weed through what are good things to do for your day-to-day. What are simple things that you can incorporate without feeling like you're overloading your plate with meditating for 30 minutes and then journaling for an hour and then making sure you're checking your astrology stuff and then pulling cards. Like it's so much. So we wanted to give you kind of simple and easy ways to incorporate some stuff so that you can feel like you are more observing the magic that's happening instead of being the driving force that has to make everything work. Yeah. And let's, um, structure this as we are offering a menu of options and you can choose on the menu, what you would like to incorporate into your life, not necessarily routine, because we don't want this to be a to-do list that you check off that actually will create a block for the energy. Mm -hmm. Um, like one of the things that I do every morning and it does have a certain time that it has to take place. And it does have a certain, you know, way that it needs to be done. Someone commented on my, um, magic post, the other day on TikTok about, you know, being so wrapped up in getting it right and doing the correct invocations that they felt like they weren't in the process. That's Mm -hmm. absolutely something that happens. And I, I gave tips on how I navigate that, but this shouldn't be something that makes you feel restricted or bound by something that is outside of yourself in any way, or that is out of alignment with you in any way, it should feel like something that is bringing you more into alignment, something that channels you and like, it's like a crystal wand kind of like it gives a focus to the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it is it does feel like it gives a focus and also in giving you a menu, you can be like, Hmm, today I want to do this. Cause that feels good. Honestly, I don't have a consistent spiritual routine outside of clearing my energy. Every time I go to the bathroom, um, that's my go-to energy clearing space. It's the most grounded you're ever, you ever are throughout the day. It's the most human thing you can do. Also, it creates such a strong habit because every time you walk into the bathroom, your energy will naturally start clearing. You can sit down and do that. It grounds you at the same time. That's my consistent everyday routine. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time I go to the bathroom, but I still do something of growth, spiritual, something in some capacity at some point during the day, mostly because it feels natural mostly because it feels good. And that's what I want to encourage everybody to do is something that feels natural and good. Sometimes it's scrapbooking all of the spiritual things that have happened. I have a spiritual scrapbook that I 
do for myself. It's like creating my own grimoire, but I don't do spells. So it's not like that. It's more like ahas I've had or things like that, but it's just fun and it's aesthetic and I can sit there and do it. And I like it. Sometimes it's listening to a song that I really like and screaming it as I drive without my kids in the car. (laughs) Those are all spiritual things too, that help you feel really aligned and call in additional energy. Um, One other thing I do do on a daily basis which I always want to highlight. It doesn't matter what day this is. I do it every single day, even if it's full moon, new moon, doesn't matter. But I will always um, either think or say out loud my meditation or my manifestation statements, not my meditation, my manifestation statements. I continually align with myself with those energies all the time, especially when I'm trying to manifest something really big and concrete. I especially do that one multiple times a day. I will say my, my statements of their present tense with a deadline, I only do three at a time max. If I'm trying to manifest one strongly, I'll drop the other two and just focus on that one until that comes through. But I read it out loud and I visualize it happening essentially with my energy, with my mind, when I, if I see it, whatever it is. Um, and that is something I do do every day. And I just have this, like, I'll put it on like a sticky note next to my computer and it's just there. And that way, every time I look at it, I say it again. And that is a really fun and easy way to get super aligned with spiritual stuff really easily. Yeah. Do you do something like that? Um, I, my whole day ends up being a spiritual routine and I really want everybody to kind of think about that way too. Cause what you're already doing mm-hmm. is something that you're inclined to do. So how is what you are already doing spiritual? Like I wake up very early, um, and I exercise for quite a while, but I also have Mars in Pisces in the fifth and Venus, the ruler of my son in the sixth in Aries. So physical exercise is very important for me to be able to ground myself with like align with my physical body, ground my energy, cleanse my energy through movement. It's so Mm -hmm. important for me to do that. And to be able to do that in the right moderation with the right balance is another thing. Like my nutrition becomes a part of my spiritual routine because it's how I nourish and sustain the vehicle I use to navigate the life. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I exercise in the morning and that becomes spiritual. I have a dialogue with my guides going on the entire time because otherwise I'll get totally bored. Um, and then after that at sunrise, I have, I have an apothecary. Like some of you may have, may remember that I was creating an apothecary for my astrological magic routines, but also because I'm, I'm going to, you know, make my own incense, my own candles. So I needed a space to do that. And this apothecary has a window that faces the horizon in the East. So I can see the sunrise. And of course it's perfect. And a couple of years ago, my mom had, uh, reupholstered a kneeler, like a one person kneeler she found. And I have these daily planetary invocations that I got when I learned, uh, my astrological magic. So every morning at sunrise, I go in on my kneeler and I do the planetary invocation for that day. And I just watch the sun come up. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a nice way of honoring that, like, there's a beginning of a new cycle happening. I'm watching it and I am part of it. And I'm in my sacred space that is designed for all of this energy and feels as real as possible with plants everywhere. And it's wonderful. And then I, um, when I'm preparing my breakfast and like putting ingredients into things, I'm thinking about what that ingredient is and how I'm honoring where it came from. You know, cinnamon is bark. Thank you for the tree. And like all of this stuff, this gratitude that goes into it, which is kind of like saying grace before you eat a meal. I'm just doing it as I create the meal as well. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, you know, (laughs) I'm constantly reading about astrology or something spiritual, which Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily a spiritual practice, but it educates and informs my worldview which I think is important. Um, and then interacting with you is a huge anchor in my spiritual day. 
And throughout the day, I'm walking around talking to either my guides, the divine, I, I call the divine God and, mm-hmm. um, my, my puppies, I talk to them mm-hmm. because I consider them my little spirit guides too. Well, they definitely are. Animals mm-hmm. are wonderful spirit guides. People will ask quite often. I get this question quite a bit. Like, can actual people be your spirit guides? Like are the people around? Yes. And your animals. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yep. We incarnate to be other people's spirit guides without even knowing it too. And that is a very real thing. But yeah, I totally believe in your animals. I think that's important to note when you said your um, sacred space, I think that's so valuable. Uh, If you don't have a space in your house that feels sacred and yours and good to be in, that's something I would definitely encourage for you to develop and, and create for yourself. It doesn't have to be huge. You don't even have to have it like be a ritual space. It can just be like a chair in the corner next to your favorite plant that has a little table where you put your book. Like that's enough, but having just a little bit of space where you feel aligned and you feel like you is so, so, so valuable. If you can make it your whole house, by all means do it. It's like making yourself a temple. That's <laughs> yeah. great. My entire house is outlined in quartz crystals because when we moved Mm -hmm. in, I decided that's what I was going to do. And so it is. But is my whole house, does it all feel like a temple? No, I have three children. So my house is chaos. It doesn't always feel good to be in. But my space that I have that is for me feels really nice. And so I make sure at least once a day, even if it's just for five minutes, just sitting in this space that feels the most like you, that feels the most aligned, it's really, really going to help. I have sacred geometry in the four corners of my house. I love that. Um, yeah. And it's funny because they're generally out of sight so that they'll be out of mind and not make anybody uncomfortable who, you know, may be unfamiliar with them. But one time we had moved furniture and my mother-in-law was here and she was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's a, it's a card that a friend gave me and it's supposed to go there. It's good for the energy. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how to like dive into the sacred geometry of the North, South, East and West and all this stuff that goes along with it, because that's a lot to unload on someone. And that's not what they're asking for when they say, what's that? <laughs> and me, I, I over-inform that's one of my traits. So I have to be very uh, conscious about that as well. And it's really funny to just when I was first looking for a house, I was meditating one day and the message in the meditation was, you need to start visualizing what house you want. And I was like, what? We were living in an apartment. We had just gotten our puppy, our first puppy, Jack. And like, we had to walk him outside on a leash where people were like, people were on the benches and like coming over to pet him all the time. And I'm just like, you not. So we wanted a yard and I was like, okay, I want a yard, but I want to live in a tree house. And I'm like, just give me a tree house somehow. And I ended up in, you've seen it, Emily, basically a tree house. Um, and fortunately enough, because, yeah, because housing was so well, at least this house, because of the state it was in, when we got it, it was very accessible to us within our means at the time. And so it has a lot of rooms. Not all of them make sense. Um, but it is enough that my husband and I, who do not have children outside of our pet, our fur babies, I, I have like three rooms that are just mine and he has like three rooms that are just his and we, they function for us. And it's really good for us as whole and complete individuals who are navigating life together, which is how I like to define relationships, to be able mm-hmm. to have those spaces, to do the things that we need to do, and then have the communal spaces to come together and really be intentionally together. So it works yeah. for us. I'm currently manifesting very something similar. So that yeah, is my I'm so excited. I'm reading every day, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, 
I just told Krista before we hopped on, um, I am so done with my wardrobe because Mm -hmm. taking out your clothes and dressing this vessel every day is a very spiritual thing. And it can be, especially if you lean into it. I know a lot of times you're like, what I have to go to work. And I used to work in a corporate space too, (laughs) a corporate sports space. So it was a very weird energy as far as what I had to wear because some days I was wearing like long underwear to go skiing in and some days I was wearing like business attire but so I have some of that stuff left over but I totally understand when people do feel that limitation of like oh I have to go to work so I have to dress like this there's still little things you can do you know your jewelry can have intention or your the color of your nails can have intention and you can put crystals in your pockets or your bra or whatever um but that setting yourself up for the day that way energetically is really, really powerful. And what you wear and what you put on your body can show a lot of intention that you're having. And it's a simple thing. You have to get dressed. So if you just think about it and give energy to the garments you're putting on, that's the energy that you're going to hold and have throughout your day. Currently, I'm like, I need to throw half of my clothes completely away. I won't, I'll donate them, but I want them, I want them gone and I need new ones because it doesn't feel like me anymore. And it doesn't make it a spiritual experience. It makes it something I'm dreading. And every time there's something I'm dreading, that's always my big, like, oop something needs to change about this little thing like I should not be annoyed by making breakfast it means I need to buy different types of food because I'm bored with the ones here or whatever it is um and that's I love like you're like thank you to the cinnamon bark <laughs> that's the same kind of energy right like thank you to yeah. this piece of clothing you hold so much memory for me I'm Marie so Kondo says that right? day. yeah yeah mm-hmm. it makes such a huge difference in your spiritual health also if you get random things you feel like doing do them Mm-hmm. Uh, a while ago I got a ping it was very much from the fairies who I work with fairly closely and they were like we want we want a thing for us and it was like just anything and they're like just anything so I have a box in my windowsill filled with a bunch of like crystals that they have told me over months that they wanted and they go in that box and if anything gets set on top of it I hear about it from them and so the other day I kept getting this like headache usually my spirit guides when they're trying to talk to me they poke me on the right side of my head like distinctly heavy finger poke and I'm like okay what's I'm obviously ignoring you like what do you need but I was getting it on um the other side the left side and I was like well this is weird couldn't figure it out couldn't figure it out it's like maybe I just have a headache I even like went to go take ibuprofen and my guides were like no and I was like well then what is it (laughs) I'm drinking caffeine. I'm drinking a ton of water. Like, I don't know what it is. I go in there. The curtain had been dropped on top of the box for the fairies. And I was like, oh, never mind. Push that off. It went away immediately. Haven't had it since. They were just complaining. So if you have those things, though, that you're like, I feel like I just need to buy this plant at the store and put it in my windowsill and put a bunch of crystals in it and give it water because I feel like I need to. That is perfectly valid. There's no way you're going to do it wrong. And I always want to say that to people because they get so people get so caught up in this notion of like having to do it right and having to make it perfect. And that is a very human notion. That is not a very spiritual notion. There is so much more intuition that comes in the more you give yourself permission to not have to deal with the fact that you have wrong and right or making it like you're going to fail at it or anything like that. So if there's anything you take from this episode, please take that. <laughs> please take that, like whatever, the way you feel like you're aligned to do it is the right way to do it, period. Yeah. yeah. And I bring this up. I was uh, participating in a, a another uh, podcast episode earlier this weekend, talking about some of the stuff that we talk about as well. One of the things this, that is coming up a lot lately is that in religion, there are a lot of rules. The mm-hmm. goal is usually to find 
a personal connection with the divine as that religion perceives it. So mm-hmm. like growing up as a Christian, it was always, well, you have to nurture and, and establish your one-on-one connection with God. But then those rules sort of make that hard because they're not rules that you would create in a loving and unconditional loving relationship with someone, let alone the divine. And mm-hmm. so I think it's really important to understand that there are rituals and guides and, and things that you can do that align you with the divine and that they don't have to become as rigid and conditional when they become conditional, when it's like, I have to do this or I will be condemned or something bad, then you want to reestablish or uh, reevaluate what you're doing. Because as I was explaining to a friend the other day, when something is going wrong or hard, or you're feeling psychically under attack, which is an entirely different episode that we can do. If anybody's interested, comment about it. Generally, it is because you are being realigned. And they're, you're being made to feel uncomfortable so that you get out of the situation that is not in alignment and move yourself back to alignment, which is comfortable and is fun and is, you know, at peace. So mm-hmm. if you're feeling out of alignment, which is not having fun, not enjoying yourself, feeling overly judged or disciplined, or, you know, however you might feel that in your, um, in your feelings, Realign yourself. Say, what would make me feel in connection with the divine? What would make me feel like I am, this is something we talk about with our clients all the time. What will make me feel like I have a seat at the table with my guides and I have a seat Mm -hmm. at the table with the divine because they don't want you to be able beneath them. You're not doing as much as you could be doing and accomplishing as much as you can achieve spiritually and in life when you are lowering yourself beneath those who are there to support you energetically in the physical and in the spiritual. So realizing that you have a place at the table and that you are the, the navigation system through this physical world, that's important. So honor your own place in that process and see which routines and techniques really help you connect so that you can receive your, um, your direction and in the best way. Yeah. And that has places in astrology where we can kind of look at that kind of thing. And I, I love doing that too. Yeah. Um, the other thing of that too, is like honoring your fun, your joy, your excitement, your inspiration. Like, where do you feel like whenever you're having fun, you're in alignment genuinely, like if it is real, true fun, that makes you feel inspired and excited and joyful. Like, yep, that's alignment. That's what Mm -hmm. it feels like. So anytime you can find a space in your day to honor even just that much, mine is always, not only do I read fiction books constantly because it's a huge form of spirituality for me. It's what makes me feel in alignment. It allows me to expand on my spiritual gifts. That's always the number one tip I give anyone ever. If they're like, how can I start getting better? Read fiction books. (laughs) Yep. Read fiction books about magical places, magical worlds, things that go on because it's going to teach you these spiritual concepts in a way that can actually be navigated in our life. Plus it expands your visualization, your energetic feeling, sensing all of that. So there's that element to it, but it's also just fun for me. And so that's the way, even just for like 10 minutes a day, I can feel aligned with myself because I know even if I've had a horrible day for 10 minutes, I'm going to read and I will feel aligned and fun in that, in that moment. And just doing something simple like that can shift your spiritual perspective, shift your growth, everything in such a concrete way. And it's simple to incorporate, which I always want to highlight, because if it's something where you're like, I want to paint for 10 minutes a day, but really it's going to be 45 minutes a day because it's going to take you so long to set up and then take down or whatever it is probably not in the best alignment for you because that's what you're going to start putting stuff off. You're not going to have time for that unless you really want to set aside the time and you make that so concrete and full of boundaries, which right now, a lot of people don't have that ability to do. 
And so find something that you can honor yourself with that's small. It's going to help you wake up. It's going to help you activate. It's going to help you do all these different things, even though it's just a small bit where you're remembering yourself just a little bit uh, and it can be really huge. I know Krista is a master at this. You're so good at doing things that you like find fun and joyful for yourself, which I like really value and appreciate. I'm always a throw my stuff on the back burner person because again, I have three children and I think that's just the habit I got into for so long. Um, and now they're just now old enough for me to be like, wait, that's right. I exist here too. I should do some stuff. Um, but it doesn't have to be that significant and difficult. It can be something small and still be really aligned and help you get out of that space. that's in, you know, out of alignment and back into alignment, just really simply. Yeah. It's, it's a journey of deconditioning for sure to be able to recognize your desires outside Mm -hmm. of what you feel are your obligations to others. And I'm of course going through a a year in astrology where that is a theme for me. So I spent this whole year, um, learning to decondition. And as my husband has put it, learning to unmask a lot of things about myself, uh, and to accept who I am and like ways that I've always done things and just let that be okay with others and not have to like conceal it so much. Um, and I think that that's really important. Just knowing that if someone has a reaction or a feeling about something you do, that's their reaction or their feeling. And it's their responsibility. As long as you don't have ill intention and you're not intentionally trying to hurt or make someone feel uncomfortable, you being you and embracing you mm-hmm. is the best thing you can do. It's also the best example you can set for people. And it helps you draw your boundaries. And boundaries are not, I'm not going to let you near me. Boundaries are, this is how I need to be cared for. Period. You're teaching people how to treat you. And you're teaching them what you need in order for you to give your best and for them to get the best from you. It's actually a win-win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Unless the boundary is because someone is so negative and toxic, you are like, don't come near me. It's a well, win for you. <laughs> sometimes the best they can get from you is nothing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's very, very true. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is your deconditioning overthinking. Mm-hmm. genuinely (laughs) yeah because we have been trained from the time we were itty bitty to overthink everything especially if you are a female presenting person or ever lived as a female presenting person that's especially a lot because you have to constantly you're constantly told like you're responsible for everybody else's reaction and comfort and the things around them and all of these different things that you have to monitor their like how they're going to come off all of this different energy and when it comes to spiritual stuff we like to apply the same blankets we've been wearing forever to that and that's just not how it works so gradually backing that off that notion of i have to overthink how to do this right or i have to make this perfect right there's a way you know i have to do the right thing today or the thing that's perfect for today and then you jam yourself up just go with whatever feels the best because that is actively deconditioning and unmasking the parts of yourself that have had this notion that you have to be responsible for everything you have to do it right you have to overthink all of the things or if something bad will happen you know all of those pieces together it really helps to get yourself out of your own head with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. One of the techniques my husband and I use, uh, I believe it, I got it from Brene Brown, not positive, but I'm pretty sure is this is the story I'm telling myself. Is mm-hmm. it true? And so my husband will tell me something and I'll be like, Ooh, who told you that? 
And when you can identify, oh, because even if you don't have a, someone told me this, your subconscious will be like, oh, my mom, whose voice do you hear it in, in your head? Because sometimes it doesn't come through in your own voice. I'll hear mm-hmm. things and they're in my mom's voice. And it's like, oh, I learned this by watching my mom. Not necessarily that my mom imposed this on me, but it's how I interpreted something in a situation. So mm-hmm. like, I don't blame parents necessarily. I know from my astrology that my poor mother was always going to be my way of establishing my rules in life. So whatever she did, that's how I was going to observe her. So in my situation, or at least in this situation, it's helpful for me to understand that like, this is coming through in my mom's voice. It's something that I interpreted from my experience with my mother figure, with my father figure, with uh, a previous relationship, with even current relationships or friendships. Sometimes it'll come through in a friend's voice from middle school. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if that's their voice, then it's not something I told myself. And if it's not something I told myself, I have no foundation with which to support my belief in it until it comes through in my voice. So I should really investigate how I feel about this now. And that is a process of deconditioning. It's saying, mm-hmm. this isn't my voice. If it were my voice, what would I say now? And then it becomes your voice and you can really, that's another belief work technique too. Yeah, absolutely. On the belief work note too. Um, I do belief work every day because it's such a part of life. (laughs) Uh, Once you really get into doing belief work for yourself and there's so, so, so many ways to do that out there. Um, so many ways we could even do a whole episode just on like different types of belief work if you guys want us to do that because we could easily fill an hour talking about ways to do that so let us know if you want us to but once you really start getting into belief work it does become something that is so integral to the way that you experience the world (laughs) that you will end up doing it every day or at least once a week at the very 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 least I don't know anyone I think who started belief work and doesn't do it every day though genuinely you catch it and you you're can finding something it. new and you can just yeah. pull and switch that to something else and then the next day you're like oh this is something different because my day has changed and this is an older thing and it encompasses ancestral beliefs and beliefs you have had since you were a kid and past life beliefs you name it like they all come into play in this space um and you can do so much work on it it's really empowering so i I mean, my go-to time to do that is in the shower because it's the best time I have to think. And my belief work ritual doesn't involve any sort of writing. There are so many that do. Um, Talking out loud can also be really helpful. But that is another thing to dive into if you're like, I don't know how to incorporate spiritual stuff. I don't know how to sit here and observe. And I don't want to do like spells or rituals or anything like that, which is totally fine. Belief work is a great one. It's huge and it will make such a large impact in your life very quickly too. Very, very quickly. Yeah. My preferred place to do it is, uh, again, on the treadmill in the morning, Mm -hmm. because as I'm walking, when I've just finished exercising, I feel strong. So there's no, um, there's no issue of me feeling the weakness that I don't like to feel in some of the beliefs that I'm trying to change. So I've already remembered who I am and I am empowered then to resolve and forgive and, you know, bless anything that I'm allowing to heal and process and change in my beliefs. So it's the best place for me to be able to have the courage to do that. I'm a very Mars dominant person, uh, in case it's not obvious. <laughs> I like how also we've color coordinated today with our reds, um, oh, yeah, tomorrow's that. Mars day, but still, yeah. So, um, but it is, it is helpful to know that your sacred space could be on the treadmill. It could be in yeah. the bathroom. It could be 100%. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also, you don't need to be in some sort of meditation or sacred space to talk to the divine mm-hmm. or talk to your guides. 
Like, yeah, I talk to mine constantly. Like the amount of times I've said stuff to my guides with my head in my refrigerator is so much. Or just in the car. Oh, yeah. constantly. That's like my All favorite place to talk to my guides because I can talk yeah. out loud. Yeah. Or if I'm like frustrated about something, I'll literally be like, what am I supposed to know? Hmm? Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter where I am. I'm just like, tell me because I can't do it. I need to know. Yeah. And I don't immediately always get an answer. Sometimes I need to sit in the frustration. Sometimes there's other things to it, but you can talk to them constantly. There's no rules about that. There's no. no, like, you need to be in this deep state, like just throw stuff at them. Like half the time I'm like, what should I do today? <laughs> yep. Give I remember gardens. when I initiated the sequence of events that led me to here and now working with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like 2017, I think day after Christmas. And mm-hmm. I was fed up. Um, Saturn had just come in to uh, interact with my Saturn return. I didn't know this at the time but it turned out that way. And I was ticked. And I mean, like mad that my life was not going the way I thought it should be going. And everything around me just seemed like everybody else was getting movement. And I was somehow getting put in a corner is what it felt like. So Mm -hmm. I raged and rather than rage at someone that like in my, in my life that I knew didn't deserve it. I went on a walk. I sat under a tree. I pounded the ground and I said, okay, God, if this is what you want me to be doing with my life, I need a sign tomorrow or I'm giving up. If you want me to be giving up, I will give up tomorrow. If you don't, you better give me something by tomorrow so that I know that this is where I need to be. Cause I want to do what you want me to do. I want to be in alignment. I want to live my purpose. I can't keep going like this. I woke up to an email that changed everything. So it it's, yeah. you know, God, your guides, whomever you're connecting with, will honor your feelings. And usually I remember something happened in my family to a family member once. And I said, I, I communicate. I said, why did you do that? That's going to make them not want to connect more. Mm-hmm. And the message I got was I needed to bring them to their lowest because they'll finally talk to me there. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. Sometimes we're just chugging along. We forget to check in and you get what I call God smacked. Mm-hmm. There are hints before that, but if you miss them, you get God smacked. And it's this, this, uh, hard stop or a low that you hit where it's like, oh crap, I've gone as far as I can go. Hey, give me an out. Like someone help me out here. I forgot to ask here I am. And it's again, not a horrible thing. It just feels horrible at the time, but it is the end of a struggle and the turning and the pivoting towards renewal. And, and sometimes really it can was... be a literal smack that you're just ignoring stuff. <laughs> I've known people that literally trip on the curb and like get their face hit <laughs> and it made them realize I mean, something. <laughs> the last time I got God smacked, I was eating a tortilla chip. My favorites. I'm a neurodivergent person. So I have dopamine foods and ne- my favorite snack of all time is either tortilla chips with salsa or tortilla chips with queso. And that's it. And it's never failed me. I've never not wanted it. I could eat it any time of day. Um, <laughs> you know, one of those, have those. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was eating a tortilla chip, like I do all of the time. And for some reason it got lodged in the roof of my mouth to the point where I had to like, go get tweezers and like pull it out. And I was like, this is a God smack. What am I missing? And it's like that distinctive because it was like, I had to stop everything I was doing to focus on the pain of whatever it was that was happening and had to think about as I was pulling it out which is horrible sorry if that creeped anyone out um but really I had to like think about it and be like oh and then I was bleeding and I had to deal with that and I was like oh this is a pause button I was ignoring stuff yeah and your body was giving you a pain to feel yeah Mm -hmm. so and of course it was something regarding speaking my truth because then my mouth swelled up and I couldn't speak Mm -hmm. and I was like oh this is what's going on 
um but yeah, I yeah sometimes that. sometimes they're like literal snacks they oh, hurt it's yeah. not pleasant I woke up in the middle of the night the other night um and I just felt it like I knew I was gonna have a nosebleed so I run to the bathroom and I'm like groaning and as I'm tending to this I was like okay metaphysically you bleed when your feelings have come to a bursting point and you haven't acknowledged them. So Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there, I'm like, what am I not feeling? And the next thing I know, it's like, you've been ignoring this and you have feelings about this and you need to talk to someone about it. And it's like, okay, not right now it's 2am, but first thing in the morning, I will do that. And if I forget, give me another nosebleed. Sure enough, I forgot. And I got another nosebleed the next morning, remembered. And as soon as I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, the nosebleed stopped. Done. And that's how it works for me. And, you know, I have, um, a medical situation where my blood is very thin. So it's a very reliable, (laughs) um, hint for me, kind of like your head thing. Sometimes for me, it's a feeling between my eyes, but sometimes it's truly just a nosebleed is my hint when I haven't listened well enough. And then I was able to make that connection for someone else actually. And all was resolved. That reminds me of a funny story. I don't think I told it on here. I think I told it on TikTok, but the other day I was like, pissed at the world to be totally like I was just grumpy everything felt yucky I was just, I was just having a day and we all get to have those even yeah. very spiritual among us because this is the grounded podcast you still get to feel like shit sometimes yeah. and that's fine it was one of those days and I was I was working it was a bunch of financial stuff and like big kid things that I like didn't want to deal with let's be 100% honest so I went downstairs to complain about uh like financial things and house things and just I was just really gonna complain and I opened my mouth and my nose started bleeding and I was like okay I guess I'm not supposed to sorry can't complain (laughs) and everything was fine um everything worked out great I was not supposed to complain I was not supposed to manifest that energy further it was not supposed to be something but it was so funny because it was literally like "Ah," and bleed and I was just like uh That does remind me of another spiritual technique I use that is quite unconventional and not, not the usual expected thing. When we moved into our house, one of the things that, that kind of struck us was, um, the amount of taxes and the various ways in which they come for you. (laughs) And so my husband and I were just like this bill and this bill, and why can't they just make it easier? And yes, the system could absolutely be improved, but we had no control over that. So I was thinking, okay, how can I make this spiritual? How can I literally make paying my bills a spiritual abundance method? And so as I would write the checks, I would be writing them in gratitude for the fact that this this uh, energy exchange was nurturing my home, that this energy exchange was supporting the foundations of my home, was, you know, creating Mm -hmm. my shelter, very second house stuff. Like, thank you for my abundance. Thank you for my shelter. Thank you for my worldly needs being met. And that really helped. And now like, we're certainly not like rolling in anything when it comes to paper money and stuff, uh, but we are definitely not scared. And we're not living in fear of finances and we don't view finances as something that controls us. And that difference allows us to know that when we need something, it will be there rather than being fixated on the means of money instead of the ends of what we can acquire and what we're looking to acquire. Cause sometimes you want something that you think money's going to get you, but money's not the best way to get it. So right. if you can just remove that and consider like, thank you for being a means to my comforts. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, you know, whatever. That is so helpful. So literally your everyday, as we said earlier, is spiritual. 
And if mm-hmm. you can acknowledge that and be more intentional with it, you've already got a routine going. As we're entering into eclipse season, though, it's really helpful to be able to add things that make it feel even more real to you so mm-hmm. that as these changes and new cycles are coming in, you can say, oh, there it is, rather than, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. On that note too, do you want to touch a little bit about what they can expect from the astrology coming yeah. up this yeah. week? So I know it's actually kind of chill. It's yeah, it's thing to say. the the heaviest part or the the most active big transits mm-hmm. are kind of I like to say 2022 was very front heavy. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the rest of the year, um, especially once we are through the eclipse season in like by the end of May. Uh, we do have this sort of steadying out and not so it's not like fireworks every other week kind of thing. Um, from the 22nd through the 28th of April on the 24th, we have uh, mercury square Saturn while the moon forms, forms a sextile relationship with Neptune. So that's going to be conflict with structures and obligations and opportunities to see things kind of out of the box. Um, this also is going to be like Mercury square Saturn is Mercury is your thinking and the motor of your brain. Saturn is structure. So them coming at odds with each other, it's mm-hmm. going to require critical thinking skills. So it's being able to look at something, understand it and see it. This is why I love analogies. And I'm being pulled to say this. If you can make an analogy out of something, and I do this on TikTok, if you have a spiritual concept or literally anything right now, if you are struggling with something, especially with this transit coming up and you wish you could have an analogy for it, that makes it easy. Like when I talk about uh, an astrology chart, those glyphs in that circle and those slices and like whatever, it's so complicated until I tell you that an astrology chart is literally a pizza. When it's a pizza, it's easy mm-hmm. and it's not scary anymore because you understand pizza and you can get how pizza and astro- is an astrology chart and the other way. There's a video on my TikTok that explains this if you need it. Uh, but if you have anything else like that, where it's like, I wish I had an analogy for this because I need to be able to understand it and I need to realize that it's easy and it's not something out of my depth and it's not something that's above me, let me know. We'll do that because to me, critical thinking can be fun mm-hmm. in the form of analogies. And, you know, puzzles, this is why I like Legend of Zelda so much, because it's a video game that incorporates puzzles. And so you look around and you assess your resources and you can do these critical thinking skills and empowers you to use these techniques. At the same time with that sextile with Neptune happening, we are thinking outside of the box. Neptune breaks down the barriers and dissolves them. So it's critical thinking with creative application. So you're getting tricky. It's kind of like um, MacGyvering something, taking what you have and making something completely unconventional with it. But hey, this works. This is helpful. Um, so that's something that I, I I feel like it's knowing where to bend the rules, where the rules are more flexible and you can have some leeway to make something happen in a higher expression than it might've been before. On the 27th, Mercury is going to form a sextile with Jupiter while Venus conjoins Neptune. Jupiter and Neptune are still within a degree of each other at the time of this recording. And now Venus is going to come around too. So kind of like how we had this um, basic triple conjunction between Venus, Mars, and Saturn, the two malefics and Venus where she was besieged by them. Now we have Venus who is conjoining Neptune and Jupiter's there too. So the two benefits and Neptune really putting salve on the burn. (laughs) 
<laughs> is what it feels Love like. It. Yeah. So Mercury also forming that sextile with Jupiter, it's opportunities, um, especially now that Mercury has gone on the other side of the nodes. If you look at a chart, all the planets are in one half of the chart divided by the North and South node, which are the eclipse points. Mercury is now on the other side of the North node. So it's kind of broken the barrier. It's the first one to uh, emerge and take a breath. And so it's opportunities to think differently with this possibly inflated idealism, like, wow, look at the sunshine and butterflies. It's so much nicer now. And really use that to envision the highest and best that you want for yourself. Let yourself imagine, let yourself believe that good things can come because we've come, we're coming out of a time where it's hard to believe that. Restore your faith in yourself, in humanity, in the world, in the divine, however you feel like you need to do that. There's a lot of forgiveness, a lot of healing, a lot of acceptance that can go along with this and witness your feelings from an outside perception. Neptune is really great with this. Also that Mercury Jupiter interaction is saying like, I can see this from a higher perspective and appreciate it. So it's talking to yourself as if you were talking to a friend. That way you're being kind to yourself and you're also having that objective perspective and wanting to really bolster and empower that friend. Then finally on the 28th, oh, go ahead. Oh. Just on that note, sometimes yeah. when I have big feelings and I'm trying to figure out what they're going to teach me, I will make them into little critters and I'll talk to them in my head. Aww. So like my anxiety yeah. is a squirrel a lot mm. and I will talk to my squirrel and see what is going on. And yeah. that can be really, really helpful. Even if you have like a stuffed animal or something and you want to like or a plant. make your feeling that or a plant or like whatever it is, like just to take it outside of yourself, it really mm -hmm. helps. So yeah. that's my little tip on that note. And it also makes it more playful and you tend to take it less seriously when you have a squirrel sitting there who wants to talk to you about your feelings. <laughs> it feels nice. Yeah. I have a Virgo midheaven. So I like to imagine that I'm teaching a course and helping people understand the concept that I'm actually trying to understand myself. There you go. So if I put myself in the position of mentor or teacher, I'm being gentle with the people that I'm trying to explain to. And I'm also being simple, giving analogies and making it relatable, making it understandable and making it fair. And mm -hmm. that's how, that's one of my ways to do it too. But I've also had a client where I, you know, suggested talk to a plant, like it's your inner child and just explain to it what's going on and, you know, why you love it and all that stuff. Um, and then the final aspect is Mercury trying a stationing Pluto. So we have had a period now where all the planets have been direct. And I mm -hmm. like to, to say like, it's like our feet have gotten ahead of us and running. You ever run so fast that your feet are moving faster than the rest of you. And you're kind of like losing balance. Cause it's just moving too fast, too forward. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've had a run of that where everybody's been going direct. So it kind of feels like life is happening really quickly. And we're just trying to keep up maybe at pace, maybe half a step behind. So Mercury is trining this Pluto, which is getting ready to station retrograde and give us a little bit of retrograde motion in the sky, which is going to help the pace of life kind of feel a little bit slower as these planets begin their on again, off again, retrograde, not retrograde, like getting back into a blend rather than an excess of direct. So this is an opportunity to take notice of what's transforming in your life. It's going to be easy to see what is happening. It may even be easy to go within and allow that transformation to begin and say, this is what needs to be honored and rebirthed in me. Mm -hmm. And that's perfect with the eclipse season coming up, which we will discuss in the next episode in depth, but this is how you can prepare for it. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of nice. If you're really low energy this week, yes. Rest. Yeah. Just 
just the answer is just yes to that like you're literally a lot of i think everyone's gonna be kind of low energy because we just are kind of right now it's like if the pendulum's not swinging if you're just like for a second before it goes the other way you're just taking that like reprieve so allow yourself that space you get to have it isn't that fun permission (laughs) isn't that fun um awesome but thank you all so much for tuning in this week you all works, I guess. It's just not very fun uh, for a term to call everybody. Um, but thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you. We do have some fun announcements coming up, especially if you're a bookish fellow or you would like to write a book. Just stay tuned in the next couple of weeks because we're really going to start to dive into that stuff um, and give you some cool opportunities there coming up. And yeah, we really appreciate you. Again, if you want to see us do this, with our faces you can look at us on youtube the alchemist inkwell we'd love to have you on there that's also where krista posts her incredible month-long astrology info forecasts those are really awesome not only because you can just watch it all the way through and be like oh i know all the things but you can also watch it in like pieces as it relates to like what's going on and it's super helpful so i definitely recommend you check those out or just get a reading with her if you want something more specific because she's awesome that way and i love um, geeking out about you guys it's so exciting absolutely <laughs> but yes thank you so much we hope that you take this week and you Go Go make make some some magic. magic.